Hello, welcome to LedgeCast. My name is Brian Krogsgaard here with Josh Olsowicz. Hey, Josh. What up? We're live. We Feels are, good. We're live. We're here. We're thankful that the people are here with us, even though the prices are down. Uh, apparently, crypto Twitter is dead as well, according to the chat. Um, you know, when the number goes down, people are bearish. When the number goes up, people are bullish. It doesn't really matter about the trend overall. Just what is the number today? <laughs> uh, that said, market's looking a little dicey, primarily because we have two confirmed uh, lower highs, which is not good. Equal lows. You have some fear on your chart. Josh, is it over? I mean, in a vacuum, are you long on this? Does this look good to you? Technically, I'm long. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mentally, right. I'm, mentally, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I'm still holding ETH too. Like, I'm, I get it, but like, yeah. If I saw this on any chart, my first thought would not be, "Oh, this is bullish," right? Yeah, you look at it and be like, eh, "I'll wait." This is the same thing as this right here. Like, oh, is this bearish? No, hell no. Same, same exact process. Right. So well, like that that's all very, that's all it takes. That that's was, all it takes, right? Yeah. That low back there, when was that? Was that the summer low? September? September. Yeah, that was this is a far. That was very similar to this where it was like, Well, it's fun, everybody. See you next time. And then it was up only for uh two months. Um and now we're chopping again. Is it just another scam? Are we gonna go to the lower boundaries and liquidate absolutely anyone that's been on margin? Or uh, is it a four-year bear market to come? I would love, I would love to make another shoulder here, trap some more people, and then you'll actually have the fuel to go to three. I'd be trapped by that. I don't know if <laughs> if I'm just being honest. I don't know if we have the fuel in the tank to actually push us to three here. I think the difference between. December 4th and today is that people would be shorting it instead of getting margin called. So I think the, the whole trend shift would start to happen, um, which would help us push us down, help push us down the thing we need the most. Yeah. I mean, before it was people were long, they got margin calls, right? Now it's, it's getting more and more clear that we're not likely to be bullish by the end of the year. I right, like, want I want six K ETH. In order to get to six K, we would have to break four or five. And then I could say, okay, this pattern is nullified. Let's go. Right. But what if it's just a weird bull flag? There's no universe in which this is anything but bearish until we break four or five. Because four or five is the current shoulder. If anything, you could just draw this as a diamond and be done with it as well. Be done with it. This, this, you can't, you can't frame this bullish. If we want to talk daily cloud, it's starting to get inside of the daily cloud. You call it a like, weekly throwback. I mean, you call it grasping at straws. I don't, I don't want to be bearish. <laughs> I'm not positioned to be bearish. Okay, like I, I'm the last person that wants this to be bearish, but it's getting to the point where it's, it's over. It's just, it's just over. Wow. BTC is. Definitely over. BTC looks Bitcoin, much worse. Bitcoin looks like doo-doo. Bitcoin is my problem. Like, if Bitcoin would figure itself out, ETH could moon, as is spoken. 
Best case for BTC is it gets above 5.2. I need to have some W double bottom stuff going on here, but you can't be bullish. Like that's the thing that people don't understand. Like it's if this, then that it's decision tree. It's I'm not, I'm going to hope this is bullish. So I'm going to buy here and it works out some of the time and I'm right. And I feel good. Right. Like that's not how real people trade. It just isn't. I'm sorry. So, so I mean, what's, your, what's your target? I target if we break down or we, if we break, down. if we break, down. Uh, if we break down, it's, it's four, two, four, one, you know, basically revisiting that low. It might not happen quickly. Like this doesn't guarantee a quick process, but below the 200 below the cloud. I mean, that's it. That's it. It's over. It's done. You can pull out any 2017, 2016 fractal you want. Doesn't match. Sorry. I don't, I don't know a way you can draw this bullish. Maybe you preserve some sort of ascending support here and on a clean chart, this will be easier to see, but maybe this morphs into an ascending triangle, right? Like maybe, and maybe Q1 is bullish or maybe this, this delays until Q2. Right? What's, like this? That's, what's this? That's a maybe. You know? Did you just ignore everything I just said? Of course I did. Um, <laughs> I went to the S&P, the guidance of all markets, and it engulfed the two week down weeks that existed, and it said, screw you, up only. Um, that's saying yeah. something, isn't it? Yeah, that's a huge it's long a divergence. Signal. It's a, uh, well, it's a divergence from crypto, but it's a, uh, What's that called? I always forget this one. There's a chart pattern where uh, you get three candles that are down, and then the fourth one is engulfing the previous three. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like rising three soldiers or something, something stupid like that. So yeah, that's incredibly bullish. And it definitely doesn't make sense why crypto is continuing to sell off in the face of that. A turd Ferguson. That's what crypto is. It's a turd Ferguson. Figure it out. You, you just like I was bullish at, at the top. I was bullish at the breakout. I was bullish at all time highs here in the range in the middle. Like, uh, <laughs> you, couldn't be me. <laughs> That's basically what you just said. I don't know. Like, it, I just wish I could see anything here that was remotely salvageable. I could just on imagine, BTC. I could imagine that we just have a chop fest. Like, it doesn't have to just go down. It can go sideways. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think fifty to forty is ultimately fine. Um, it's just not it's not a longable scenario unless you're trading the range. Like, you're not trading that on leverage. You know. Well, the chat's just sitting here making fun of me. Oh, they're making fun of both of us. They always <laughs> make fun of both of us. Who cares? <laughs> Uh, I'm not here for them. I'm here for us. I had stables to the person that asked me if I'm fully deployed savage habits. Um, I had stables. I deployed them today. I was the deployer at the lows, roughly. So I mean, Don, people are saying Don sold. Yes. Selling is the smart thing to do. A hundred percent. Like I don't fault anybody. Three AC sold everything they bought. Allegedly. Uh, I haven't triple wait. checked the. Wait, the all the things they just block bought, explorer. They already sold them. I saw a tweet, yeah. 
I don't know if that's I don't know correct. What, I don't know what they're but, doing. I don't know what they're doing, man. They're just they're just playing games. So I feel like they're the only ones trading. They're just trading against themselves and like seven other plebs. It's like that's the whole market. Um, well, that's the other thing. Where's the volume? Like, if this is a bottom, I'm pretty sure we're going to need more volume than that. We're going to need more, more uh, panic. It's a dookie. And we, what we got. Like again, we just we just saw people go from bullish to neutral. We haven't even seen anybody go from neutral to bearish. That hasn't even started yet. We are but right in the middle trend of the metrics. Range. We're right in the middle of the range. Yeah, I know. I get it. Trend metrics are telling you this is not a good sign. Cloud told you a couple of days ago. Trend metrics are telling you now it's not a good sign. Uh, you could even do head and shoulders on this. We haven't formed the right shoulder yet. Uh, do I have? Yeah, okay. Let me just draw it here. The 20 weeks also telling you to get out, which is one of my favorite signals. Like if this was inverted. So let's say like, let's say all of Q1, we make the right shoulder. Let's say I'm wrong about Q2 and we break down <laughs> like some crazy target, right? We break these lows, <laughs> miners get wrecked. We go to like the ROI neutral zone for miners, you know? I think in general, everybody can agree. Like, let's get the hell out of this zone already. Just do something. Like, I don't, I don't even care. Don't even care what it is, right? Like go up, go down, whatever. Just give me something that's a trend. <sighs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just indecisive. <laughs> I'm indecisive. Is it fair here to get turbo ultra mega bear? I don't think so. But, uh, you know, the optimism I had is all gone, completely gone for 100K end of year, 6K ETH. That's off the table completely. I didn't want 100K, 6K. I want 6K, 60K. Whatever. Nobody, nobody cares. Nobody cares about your targets. Let's be honest. One. Until, is, it, oh, until it happens, I still have 20 days for it to happen, and I will wait. Matic still looks okay. See, this is the, the volume you're getting on Matic is what we need on, on BTC and ETH. Well, we can't get it everywhere at the same time, but this looks not super great, but it doesn't look as bearish as ETH or BTC do currently. I don't know. If ETH breaks 4K, mm. Uh, I don't know, you know? Inverted ETH looks like it wants to capitulate down to me. Like, sure, could it be reversal? Yes, but it looks like it could just as easily break to 6K on the inverted. We just needed to not go sideways this early into December, the beginning of December. BTC looks way more reversal friendly than ETH. Yeah, I mean, that looks like it's ready to head to 12. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. There's your target. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. in a vacuum, if I didn't know what that was, that's exactly the, where I'd put the resistance. Yeah. So, you know, hey, I hope, I hope for everybody's sake they make out here, but... Uh, Hope you had a good cycle. Hope everybody had fun. <laughs> Hope you had a good 2021 because, uh, <laughs> you know, 
we haven't even touched on DeFi yet, but DeFi in 2022 is going to get wrecked from multiple angles, I think. Regulation and um, just lack of bull market. Could price really get wrecked that much more on DeFi? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think I think most of DeFi at this point is needs to needs to cool off significantly. Needs to cool off, dude. It's been cooling off since February. No, it's been ranging since February. It's cooling cool. off is is new new all time lows, right? Like it it benefited from everything was released sort of like at the end of last year in the beginning of 2021, and then it like had this crazy bull market, and it none of it has experienced the bear market yet, virtually like. Some of the older stuff like Ave and SNX have, I guess, but one inch hasn't. Like we don't know what the low is, really. Lots of unanswered questions. I would like the numbers to go up. I think we're all in agreement there. We we want and like things to go up. I'm not saying I I love when things go down. I wake up looking to short the market. Like that's not where I want to live, but I'm a realist, right? Like pick any DeFi chart. We'll start with the DeFi perp. Oy. Does that thing look good? No. Like this thing looks worse than BTC. That's saying something. <laughs> good gracious. Look at Ave USD. Like you can say like, oh, this is just a giant range. You're not wrong. This is putrid. Oof. It's, um, I don't, that not only is it, <laughs> <laughs> not only is it like structurally bad, but there's just no buyers regardless. Like it's, it's only sellers, you know? Oh, these ETH relative charts are just pure pain. Ah. Ouch. For for anyone listening, he's flipping through a uh, comp ETH, <laughs> yeah, sushi audio, ETH, Ave ETH. audio podcast was, is real entertained by me just grumbling at ETH relative DeFi pairs. They look real bad. That's all you need to know. Yeah, they look uh, not great. I think at the end of the day, everybody's going to look for uh, a way to salvage their circulating supply and reduce it. They saw what Curve did successfully. They saw what um, there was BNT did semi-successfully. Yep. Wi-Fi apparently is going to go that route where they're having, I don't know if this is confirmed or rumor, but. Yeah, they're going to do buybacks. Yeah. Buyback and burn. I think, I think every single DeFi token is going to do that. Yeah, they're going to use their revenues, which are whatever. And they're going to buy back their tokens and burn them. Wi-Fi responded by going from 28K to 20K. <laughs> like was, market was very excited about it. It dropped another, um, whatever that is, 30%. I think one of the most terrifying things is actually seeing price as weak as it is up here in this range. And then looking at like exchange flows. And they haven't even Wrong. started. No, they haven't even started yet. Mm. Like exchange flows on ETH. I'm just pulling these up on CryptoQuant. Exchange flows on ETH still declining. Now this is centralized exchanges, sure, but still declining, right? We can go to BTC, exchange flows. 
still declining heavily on, on this drop. Unless, unless this is data is completely wrong, which, Hey, it's possible. <laughs> They're just buying and sending them to wallets forever to rest, to be deployed into DeFi. Like miners haven't even started, right? They're, they're still selling virtually nothing in, in BTC land. ETH 2.0 still skyrocketing as far as um, total value staked. It's above 8.5 million now. Like w- at what point is this stuff going to matter? This is what percentage of circulating supply and you'd have no clue. You know, ETH has done relatively well compared to other majors compared to DeFi, but it hasn't done anything spectacular, you know? Is cash trash, Josh? Is it trash here? I don't think so. Cash is comfy. Going into the new year, I don't think being in crypto is a smart thing to do. But, you know, I'm happy to be wrong. I'm happy to be presented with new information to change my mind. <laughs> I, I don't see it. Like, this is incredibly bullish for ETH, along with the IP1559. Why isn't ETH higher, you know? It's bullish dumping. Riddle me that, Brian. Riddle me that. And if we go to days that ETH's been deflationary, I think they have that on the block. If I can pull this up. Like, what, what is it going to take? Like, we've gone gotten as much pumpamental as we could and it just doesn't seem to matter you know these are this is net eth emission after eip 1559 so it's it's down to around 5k per day eth i don't know i just don't know like it if i was trying to pump something it's exactly what i'd be doing for eth lock up burn right but it just doesn't matter i don't know yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> me neither. Tell me a story, Josh. I need to push my coffee. I forgot I made an AeroPress and it's sitting over there. I'm going to put you in my speakers and I want you to tell me something. Tell me something happy. Well, VIX is, is coming down. Forward to. You know, maybe maybe we're just super lagging on uh, legacy markets here because VIX spiked to. Uh, what did it spike to 36, 35? It turned out that Omicron may be the most contagious thing we've ever seen, but not as uh, deadly perhaps as other stuff. I forgot. And- <laughs> I forgot that when I switched the audio, it just mute you all together. Uh, I switched it to my speaker so that it wasn't routing through the mixer, therefore not routing through the chat. That's awesome. Sorry. All good. All good. So yeah, VIX is, VIX is way down. And again, this should be bullish for crypto. doesn't seem to matter. Uh, like you already said, SPX rising back to all-time highs. I think even USDCNY is uh, acting in a bullish fashion for crypto. Maybe not. I don't know. We want USDCNY up here, but Dixie's stalling. I saw you bring that up and not say anything about it, but um, Dixie's yeah. stalling. At these highs, talk about a range on this. This is a huge range, but send it back into the cloud. Yeah. If if I was trading this, I would be uh, definitely not long anymore. And 
waiting to get long again at 93. Yep. All the way down, down here. Uh, on the VIX front, I find it very disappointing that usually if, a, if the VIX gets a good spike to 30 or 40, that, that top of whatever that is ends up resulting in a nice move for uh, BTC and gold. And it just didn't, <laughs> just neither of them did anything, you know, there's no recovery, even though the VIX melted back down sub 20 already. It's crazy. Um, whereas almost every other spike since like 2015 that you and I have tracked, like they, it's always been bullish for crypto and Bitcoin's lagging like crazy. Is it, is it just that there's no buyers other than Sailor? Like, is Sailor the only person buying Bitcoin? Well, I saw Avi post about um, Asian hour selling. So there was there's more selling, at least over the past week. And uh, let me pull up this tweet. I think this is it. Uh, last seven days, Asia's been pretty aggressively offloading BTC. Okay, this is all whatever. But people are de-risking. At least that's what it looked like. This was... Um, I guess since December 1st. So Asia certainly wasn't helping price and uh, the US wasn't really buying anything, you know, really Asia, I shouldn't say Asia, like the people or geography, but the time zone, Asia time zones weren't helping us. You know what I think we're doing? I think we're just front running the end of year rotations. I think, Everyone took off and people are calling it a day. They're locking their PL on the year and then they'll start again January 1st. And I think we might range, we might dump, who knows what, but I think uh, by the end of the year, we're Gucci. It's probably, probably good for the multi-year pump, but it annoys me that we're not going to be able to front, like, you know, have a little more action this year we're bullish into the or we're wait we're neutral until the end of the year and then what and then up only in january yep bitcoin and ETH. the money I mean, that needs to be taken off will be, have been taken off again i hope i hope that's i hope i'm wrong right i don't want to be right you know I what's, hope it's you know it's dead the layer one trade is dead Matic and, uh, well, Matic is fine, but Avalanche, Solana. Yep. All the others. There's like seven of them. That rotation trade is toast. I don't think, I think ETH and BTC are going to find some serious traction off of that as liquidity sucks out of it. And then, yeah, you, you know, the narrative will switch. L2s will get a bid. Maybe, you know, if we're fortunate, DeFi gets a, dead cat bounce. <laughs> um, like if ETH pumps and ETH in DeFi keeps sucking, the DeFi charts will be so wrecked and a relative value that it would, it would actually be quite good for a DeFi uh, return to the mean. But I think L2s will probably be the 2022 version of L1s. But first you got to have, ETH. it's a two year cycle, Josh. It's a two year cycle. Don't get, <laughs> don't get distracted. Don't we get distracted at, by the bears. Do we say that at the end of year one? <laughs> when we, when we look weak, it's a two year cycle. Bears are disgusting trash eaters. They always have been. It's a two year cycle up only all bears die. Bears are dumb. 
Look, <laughs> grab life by the bullish horns. Just do it. We said this. It was predicted January 1st of 2021. You and I said this. We said the rotation is on. It's a two-year cycle. Let's have fun. We said I don't know if we said two years. 60K. We uh, said 0.1. <laughs> we said freaking A. We only got one life to live. We might as well pump it. I don't know if we said two years, to be fair. But hey, I mean, I'm all for it. Okay. Now that we got that cleared up. I, uh, BTC was built for this moment in, in life for inflation, for like chaos around the world, but it just isn't doing it's maybe, maybe we overshot and then we're just like mean reverting now. I'm, I don't know. Cause like there, there, there's no metric that tells you we are bearish other than price uh, on chain metrics look fine. Um, you could say there's support on chain X, Y, Z place. Like nothing says we have to be mega bearish here. It's just, there's no buyers. We keep going down. Trend metrics are bearish. Do you trust the TA or do you trust on-chain metrics? Uh, you tell me. Uh, <laughs> which one is leading? I mean, I think TA trumps everything personally, but I'm a TA guy, you know? Mm-hmm. You want to see a chart that looks bad? Uh, okay. Besides VTC. <laughs> Solana looks pretty bad. Like this looks like distribution to me. Look at that volume. It's a lot of volume. It's a lot of volume. This is one. This... I think it could take a while, but I think, I think you can't be interested in Solana until it at least gets to the 200 day moving average. I think relative basis, Solana 0.03, it's a lock. Well, the other day it, it's um, down again. Crossed into the cloud on the daily. Oh, I thought you were saying the network. <laughs> the network is down again. I mean, I think, I think this is a great place for it right here. Like 130 to 140 looks fine to me. It even had this head and shoulders stuff. It even had, I love this. Like, yeah, this is hindsight, whatever. I don't care. But it had this head and shoulders perfectly and then busted out of the shoulder, faked out everybody, and then um, went down anyway. Because, like, how you'd trade this if you were strictly trading the chart pattern would be um, you get stopped out on any breach of the right shoulder here, assuming you think it's a head and shoulders, whatever. Antipasto, I have to give you a call out. My man, this is conviction. I flipped most of my soul into Zeke a month ago. Uh, you know, that might sound bad, but it's actually probably good if you did the relative trade. It's not like that looks any better. <laughs> it does not look any better. Sorry, Troy. But I like it. Yeah, yeah. Where will you sell? Tell us your bear scenario. Of what? That's what somebody wants to know. Where is the market invalidated? I think it's I think it's exit all crypto markets today. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just depends how much pain you want to eat. You know, do you want to eat pain below four K on ETH? Below forty five on BTC? Yeah, I think forty five is a uh 
45 is a, a, a trip to 37 in my mind. There's just, we, we, we had a deep, deep wick already. So if, if anyone's going to buy anything, it's that wick. We had some people with sailor buy, we had three AC by ETH, right? Like if you want to get in, now's your time on that wick or that this down move. Right. And it hasn't really mattered so far. I hear the institutions are frothing at the mouth for an entry. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? So much, so much dry powder yeah. money on the sideline. Yeah. So, uh, Vat in the chat said sailor bought it 57 K. I don't know how he does it. He, he just knows how to buy when it's like a terrible price every time. We, uh, we also have a ton of options expiring on Derivit on the 30th of this month. We've got this uh, CME multi-year futures expiring. Uh, multi-year futures. From December 2019. Now, I don't think anybody was actually holding from 2019. At least not many people. But um, it is the current forward contract. Would have been a great trade if you did. If you held since... Um, could you imagine like holding through Corona March and then seeing this rise and just holding that entire time? Well, I, it, I did it. I mean, so did I, but like as a legacy, like as a legacy player, like coming to this when the futures contracts opened or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, what you're, a crazy... you're very, you're, I think, I think legacy player, I think legacy institutional kind of swing traders, people looking at their year end, multi-year end, whatever are looking at this like we did good on BTC. Let's take our profit and, and sit for a little bit or redeploy in January. I, I, I think there's going to be, I think if we keep this up sideways, down, whatever, I think the likelihood for a, uh, a rotation trade on majors in Q1 is pretty high. We're not blowing the top off. We're making it to where every, every time it goes down, it makes you more and more uh, want to like, sit on the sidelines. You know what I mean? Um, especially fun driven stuff that wants to lock in their P and L on the year, take off for Christmas and all that. Um, questions whether people who have dry powder can make them, you know, regret that decision before, uh, before January. I mean, I think another way to say that is it doesn't seem like liquidity is going to get much better towards the end of the year, right? Yeah, and that and that can result in in a large move. Uh, <laughs> it can go up, it could go down, it could go sideways, Josh. <laughs> uh, sideways would be like just no volume. No volume, no liquidity. Um, if volume pops in with low liquidity, then it could move a lot, but like not, you know, not kind of like... You remember 2018, December 24th was a really, really volatile day for the legacy markets. It was like a half a day in stocks and it just, everything went down like five, 6% in legacy markets. And that's a lot. Um, yeah. And I think you could get that kind of shenanigan, but I don't think those moves are real. Kind of like weekends are fake. Holiday trades, low liquidity, winter trades are fake. Okay. Yeah, C, C. Ridey in the chat said Raul Paul is also talking about hedge funds cashing in, going on holiday, waiting for January. That's what my yeah, opium I mean, supports. 
I think the lowest time for liquidity is going to be the end of the year, like the last week of the year and the first week of the year. Like if we can survive that, then maybe we have a chance. But I don't think positioning now for survival on the second week of January is like the way to be doing things. But it all depends on your risk profile. You know, do you want to hold the 20X from now until the second week of January, hoping that this thing bounces? Sure, but that wouldn't be my bet at all. <laughs> I was just going to say real quick that Bitcoin hash rate um, almost hit a new all-time high. It's hard to say. Hash rate's kind of a fuzzy metric anyway, but um, predicted difficulty will probably be rising 5 to 8% in the next adjustment here. Why do people love mining so much? I think they just love the BTC. Love securing that network. Yeah, plus 7%. I mean, if I had the means and the infrastructure Why? Prior, 27, prior to 2017, even after, I just think it's a lot to babysit. It's a lot of overhead. I feel it's like a lot mining of is a bear market activity. Like building a mining setup is the type of thing that you should do in a bear market when fewer people are mining. And if you've had capital preservation to deploy, then that's when you do it because you don't know if the number's going up. So you deploy your dollars to slowly get your ROI, setting up your mining situation. And then uh, as the market turns up, you've got cheap coins that you're mining and getting your, your ROI is improving month over month. I feel like if you're setting up mining deep into a, bear, a bull market, like you're just setting yourself up for potential pain because all your ROI calculations are on Bitcoin prices, difficulty um, you know, being higher, hash rate being more competitive. Like it, it just doesn't make as much sense to me. If so, I agree hundred um, percent. But if you're in a multi-year plan, like if you're in a five-year plan, you just you're kind of whenever kind of agnostic to price. I feel um, unless you're worried about like electricity costs in the near term. I mean, I know like Kazakhstan is saying like no more the mining or um, I should, I should pull up the articles before I mess this up, but here you go. Boom. Bitcoin backed BitFuFu abandons mining rigs in Kazakhstan due to power rationing. So we're seeing more and more power rationing in uh, Kazakhstan. We're seeing it in, I believe, Iceland. Yeah, I can't, I can't pull this up because Zero Hedge has me blocked on Twitter, but largest Icelandic utility cuts power to crypto miners amid grid crunch. So even with, even with all this stuff, right, we have the infrastructure in place. People are getting their power cut at places and hash rate is still rising. China's gone. Hash rate is still rising. <laughs> like, How many people are dumping money into this stuff around the world? I was you know? just laughing at the name BitFuFu. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve to get wrecked. Um, like so it's, it's just got to be, I don't know the profitability ROI margin for BTC, uh, but it's got to be insane. The same with um, uh, ETH is ETH. super profitable. I mean, this is all-time high profitability aside from May. Like, it's a realistic all-time high because it's week over week. It's not just uh, one spike. That's after EFU on 559. So if anything, you know, if they can figure out how to bring this down for the in the mining world, maybe that saves ETH price-wise. But Because if I'm an ETH miner, I'm selling every cent I get every second of the day just auto dumping it but that that would just be me i guess 
got a question in the chat. How are NFTs looking during all this madness? <laughs> is that you? Is that your alt account? Yeah. Is that your is that your ledger sock? That's my sock. Um I go by Gylox. <laughs> uh NFTs are wrecked. Except for like certain um subgenres. So metaverse stuff is still doing pretty good. Um but arts and profile pics and stuff are not. Yep. Uh Mink, you're correct. My fluffs are doing just fine. Um I've actually had some sales trigger that I set the ask on like months ago, <laughs> which is funny. Um, but you know, fluff says the metaverse play. So don't blame me when you're wrong. Um, about fluffs or about the metaverse fluffs. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, like art blocks, there's some art blocks that are down 95% off the highs. Even like blue chip stuff. I think, uh, punks got to a floor sub 70. It was at 110 or 120 or 130 or something like that. Uh, there was a Dutch auction on an ape, uh, a punk ape. Do you know the Funks battle? Do you know this, Josh? So what do you think? Do so you think I know this? Nah, no, there's drama. <laughs> there's drama in punks land where people, which this was already known, but like punks don't really carry any commercial rights. You just have the right to mm -hmm. use a punk for your own okay. purposes, for your identity or profile picture. And so people finally got mad about it. Something called funks kind of took over. I think they switched the direction of the pictures or something like that. Um, and some people are kind of getting upset at punks people. I'm sure it has nothing to do with the prices also going down. Um, but the, uh, the floor, yeah, got like sub 70, and then somebody that has an ape, there's only 24 apes after nine aliens. So it's a top uh, 33, you know, rarity-ish punk. Um, listed it for 3,500 ETH and then dropped it to 3,000 and dropped it to 2,500. It essentially ran a Dutch auction until somebody bought it off of them. And somebody bought it for 2,500 ETH, which sounds like a whole lot. It is. 10, 11 million dollars, something like that. But... Um, it was. A couple months, it's going to sell like a great trade. <laughs> <laughs> um, there have been other punks that have sold to make it look like a pretty competitive, like a pretty nice buy on the buyer. Like it almost looks like a quasi capitulation of that ape. Uh, now they still made a fortune. They made, they netted like 10 million plus or, you know, um, but yeah, it was interesting to see it. And the, it was punk four one five six, which like, Beeple has talked about like or he's done art specifically for this punk, like his old ape in um daily. It was someone's identity. So I guess they've like taken their identity off. Uh, it was a really fascinating capitulation of a NFT identity top tier NFT. Um so yeah, there's a little pain out there in the um art world and, and PFP world, but it doesn't mean there's no trade. There are still trades out there for NFTs and there will continue to be. I can't remember if I said this on weekly open, or if I said this on um, here last week about um, people removing their profile pictures. Like that's when the bottom was going to happen. When you stop seeing CryptoPunks. 
Oh, you, there's, there's, there's pro, way fewer. There's way few fewer pudgy penguins than there once were. Yeah, you you did mention that too. Um, I don't know. I the, the stuff I see out of the NFT people just seems straight up delusional to me. I hope I'm wrong. I wish them all well, but man, some of this stuff is just like so insane to me. Yeah, you know when there's like the constant we're still early thing going on like yeah, it exactly. seems like that hits a crescendo at the exactly. top like i don't know how people are so good at knowing the top by saying we're still early but when you're just hearing it literally every day it's like all right you're just trying to justify high prices you know like needs to cool down um like i think technologically speaking like i'm basing literally my business on building on nft a spec but one of my core theses thesis is i don't know how you could pronounce that is that uh like the number of people interacting with nfts is going to skyrocket but the average price of an nft is going to go way down um and we're also going to see a lot more verticals than just the art um for for what embraces nfts what finds product market fit for nfts so i'm very bullish on nfts we are still early in that regard in the tech regard but like is a uh is a board ape overpriced yeah probably see now that i can agree with is that your dog or your chair it's my dog she's raspy oh. she's an old girl okay um i don't know what she's barking at <laughs> Yeah, but I, I agree with the price versus tech thing. Like, I think prices do need to come down and will. Uh, I think it's the blue chip stuff, which is a dangerous thing to say. We'll probably be okay, you know, It'll over a like long BTC time horizon. Did, you know, like it goes down 70% and other stuff goes down 95 or 99 or whatever. It'll be fine. But, you know, these people like the Doge guy who refused to sell when he was up like life-changing amounts of money, like... The Do- what are you doing? The what do you do with your life? The Dogecoin millionaire who's not a millionaire anymore. Yeah, it's like, like, yeah, of course you should change your life. It's the Tesla people. Like, it's the same, the same mentality. Uh, you know, Bitcoiners had this early on. ETH people have it now. I mean, we we've all been there. Like, I get it. But <laughs> man, that's a dangerous place to be mentally. Yeah, we're being asked to check the Matic chart. Yeah, Matic looks good still. Uh, you know, I don't know if it can actually break out in the face of all this bearishness, but I think it looks great for uh, higher highs, ascending triangle type stuff. I have two. It's one of the few. Uh, I can pull it up. Sorry. It's one of the few that actually looks pretty good still. I got to find the chart that it's on here. FTX. Yeah. Daily. And. There's right, also- like this, there's no reason to get bearish on this at all. It's above the cloud, above the 200. It's got a chart pattern. It's working on actively. It's got tons of volume. The target still makes sense. I think this is all completely fine and rational. I could easily see this thing actually getting to two or getting to three to four by the end of the year as the other stuff just kind of languishes sideways. Also, but what you don't want to see. Go ahead, sir. Fundamentally, too, um, they've, they're doing a bunch of stuff with ZK Snarks and uh also like vitalik's talking well about matic plus ck so like it, it it might have legs as a really high quality um you know layer two solution kind of compromise of functionality security whatever 
So yeah, it's pretty interesting what they're doing. Yeah, I agree that the fundamentals are lining up at the right time for technicals here. It's consolidated for, let's just measure this out, 210 days. It's at the, the three quarters mark for the, the pattern. Very clearly, the pattern, you know, there's, I don't think anyone would argue otherwise that the pattern is what it is. So all systems go for this thing. I, I really like this chart. 100%. Hunapi, 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 as the kids say. Uh, RSI still looks fine. You know, this thing looks completely okay. Ethan BTC, not so much. Luna, even. I haven't looked at Luna lately, but. Yeah, I mean, this this looks at risk to me. Doesn't look so hot. <laughs> yeah. All these look a little distribution-y. Yeah. Uh, and I was confusing mirror protocol with MIR mirror, in the ZK thing. Mirror or near? Uh, mirror. Because like on Luna, there's a mirror protocol, which is basically SNX, which is what the SEC served Do Kwan with papers about um, because you can't have synthetic stocks and not be registered. So originally I thought Polygon acquired mirror. And I was like, what? How could that happen when they're being actively investigated? Um, but I guess it's something else. I don't know. At all. Well, the summary is a couple things look okay. Most things look like trash and we need some hopium, right? <laughs> we need some hopium before we eventually are going to need some copium. <laughs> a tall, <laughs> tall glass of copium. All right. What's your prediction for uh, between now and the end of the year, the low that we could get? The low? Mm-hmm. End of the year low. I mean, you got to think 30, right? Like that's the bottom of the range. I don't think that's out of the question. I don't think we're going to like break 30. Now, if we do, right, here's the good thing about being like bearish. Uh, we have great evidence for bottoms on this stuff. Uh, let me just pull up the index real quick. Sure. Um, anything below the 200 week moving average historically has been the generational buy opportunity not investment advice, blah, blah, blah. Don't sell your eyes and stuff. But um, historically... 200-week SMA is even better, but yeah. Of course, I knew. How did I know you were going to say that? You're going to ruin this <laughs> this this moment that I was going to have with, with everybody. Um, the good news is, you know, if we do drop below 24, in my mind, that's, that's a no-doubter buy zone. I don't think that's going to happen by the end of the year. I think uh, we might stab into 30 to 32, 33k by January? No, <laughs> I, I hope not. But um, I think that that's a potential low by the end of the year. The reason the, the, the shorts better, pile on. The reason the SMA is better is look at what it does with the. Don't you SMA explain to look me? At, look at that. Look at that. Just yeah, look. I I get your rationale. I I agree. It does look better. But I'm gonna stick to my 200 here. Yeah, that's fine. EMA. All right. Well, I think. Uh, Worst case. Yours is, also, yours is also lower there. See, mine is more optimistic. Mine's at 24. Yours is at 18, right? I think worst case scenario this year, 38, 39 with a wick. And then that sets us up for a very bullish January if we go that low. I mean, there are a ton of people who want to retest of 20K all-time high. Screw them. <laughs> people wanted a retest of 1,000 as well back in the 
like depths of the bear market in 2018, 2019. You know what? This is true. This is true. They didn't get it. I agree. If we have a significant event, 200 week moving average is what to watch, but don't look at it at price today. Look at it. If you have a year long consolidation, how much it would move up. And like that, that moving average could easily get 25 to 35 K depending on kind of when you end a bear market. Um, There's lots of ways to play this out. I'm, I, it's not over in my book. I'm not calling it done. I'm not willing to your. Well, you already said at the beginning, like the slower this goes at the end of the day, it's better for everybody. It's better for the long-term health of the cycle. We're not, we're going to get less, uh, boom bust stuff, less, less FOMO, more, uh, rationalization, lower volatility. Yeah. So maybe in the next five years, we're going to look back at this and say, man, that was a great great place of uh consolidation you know yep all right let's call it a day i think somebody's like at my door or something because okay sounds good crazy good talking to you you can uh, catch us on youtube podcast apps all those places see you next time bye-bye monuments crumble Just run dry in a house of cards. I feel the breeze wound so tight.